Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. A lot of changes we're experiencing right now. The tech industry continues to grow with a low barrier to entry where there used to be high and very narrow need for women to come in. Like women, their achievements were so narrow that there were not really many in history book. When you look at the world, how machines and men were like the first programmers you rarely hear about women but right now all that is changing and women are coming in into this space i've got my guest let me introduce my guest before really talking around the conversation of the day i've got ife dayo and nikki kobanali with me on the show we're going to be talking around scaling your career in tech as a female i can point out that even as a female you need some of this information and also some guys you can get a little bit of information from here because it applies but we're doing this in commemoration of the international women's day so in case we're not mentioning men 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 we're going to be talking about women 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 hi nikki hi ife good afternoon okay shalakwe also just joined us i'm talking about the tech industry how it's growing especially in africa and of course this means high demand for professionals and career opportunities also for women so but women now are getting into the career we're seeing women thriving we're seeing that women are becoming directors ceos startup owners and they're really doing good but a lot of women have the fear of what next to do how can they scale their career what can they do next to advance so to kick start this uh, conversation i'd like for you to introduce yourself for my audience because i i'm aware of who i'm talking so i can see uh, your videos but they don't know who you are so let's start off with nikki nikki was here first and of course we moved to ifedayo and sholakwe please do us the honor of introducing yourself good afternoon and uh, thank you for having me on the show i am nikki kubanali I am the CEO of MLab. MLab is a digital skills and startup accelerator based here in Pretoria in Gauteng, South Africa, and really excited to be part of this event that is looking at how do we really promote and support women in technology. So thank you for having me. Thank you for honoring our invite. Hi Fedayo. Hi, my name is Ifedra Simi Etsi. I'm the founder of Economy. Economy is currently a savings platform for women, but we're slowly transitioning into becoming the first bank for women in Nigeria. Um, I'm excited to be here and I look forward to just, you know, having a fantastic conversation with everyone else. All right, thank you. We look forward to having an amazing conversation also. Hi Shalakwe, good to see you. Good day everyone. My name is Shalakwe Hammond. I work for the Lagos State Governor as a special advisor on the Sustainable Development Goals and Investment. I also have the pleasure of sitting on the Lagos State Science Research and Innovation Council and the Kaita Chiaba Project, where we're trying to build the largest tech campus in Africa. So very, very front and center on some of the initiatives of the government around uh, fostering tech. I like that. I like that the government is also showing support because a lot of women, when I speak with them, they're always like, "I want to do this, but I don't know where to go." And having the government back them up and help them with supply of uh, setting equipment that they need, like laptops, like trainers, and all of that stuff. I think that's a good move in the right direction. Thank you for coming on the show. So, um, to kickstart this conversation, I talked about how I've been having conversation with a couple of female. young ladies and a bit of other older women who are trying to see if they can switch their career to tech as it, everyone would admit tech seems to be quite lucrative lately everybody's looking at increasing their paycheck and some people are still trying to navigate what career paths to follow so but there is always a clause with i don't know what to do or where to go or how to fit in So how do we tackle that and how do we advise them in picking up like a career path in tech? Shalakma you can go first. I know the Lagos State government they've got a lot they're doing in that sector. Excellent. So for me, 
um, I, I understand this is a sector we talked a little bit yesterday mm-hmm. and some of the things we highlighted were the fact that tech seems so mysterious it seems very esoteric people are worried they may not you know that it's hard it's difficult they don't know where to start as you've said but the good thing is the best place to start is on your own computer or even on your phone look at what's available and it, one, one of the things I'd love to point out is the fact that there are many non-tech roles in tech so you can be a journalist in tech, you can be a writer, you can write materials, you can be a, a data analyst, you can be an information architect, you can be a design person, you can be the business strategy person, you can be the finance person, you can be the legal person. So you can start with what you know mm-hmm. and see how that role translates or how that role operates in tech. And so you can use what you know already as a put in because at least that way you have some base knowledge. If you're trying to learn something brand new, there are also a lot of resources. So Udemy, Coursera, uh, several boot camps. There are many ways to get into this world free. Um, so, you know, start with what you know, start with what you have, start exploring in the comfort of your own home where there's no one to judge you. Uh, that would be my advice. Just start to see what's possible. If you're struggling to kind of understand how to make sense of it, though, there are also many communities you can join. One of the things I always say is please, please join a hub. Hubs are so, they're fundamental, I think, in the building of the ecosystem. They're there. You'll find people like yourself. You get access to information about about programs and initiatives. And you can learn and, you know, struggle through with other people just like yourself who are also trying to learn the same thing. And then, of course, lastly, as you said, there are a lot of government resources. So the Lagos State uh, Employment Trust Fund has a Lagos Innovates program. And they give vouchers to people who want to do things in, start- in tech, startups, in tech, so new tech businesses. They have an ideas hub where you can submit any ideas that you're thinking. And then they can work with you with a team of members to help you, you know, think about that idea and, and, and make it make sense. They also have all sorts of training programs. And now, very excitingly, we started these educational loans around tech. So if you want to learn deep tech, you want to learn AI, you want to learn um, about blockchain, Whatever it is you're trying to learn in tech, there are also loans that you can obtain, soft loans. These LSCTF loans are somewhere in the range between 5 and 9% in Naira, so you can imagine. And you can get a loan to help you learn more in a more structured way. So really the thing is to take a leap. There's so many resources out there. They're not difficult to find. If you just put it in Google or, you know, some, some any sort of search, search engine, what you want to learn or that you even just want to learn, you can start it off from there. All right, well said, Shalafwe. Thank you so much. I noted the loan because it's kind of very important right now as a credit facility for people who are trying to scale up their businesses or their tech career. We'll definitely come back to that. Ifedaya, how can we tackle these challenges of women trying to get into tech? Lavina, thank you for joining in. <laughs> Hi, um, thank you for having me. All right. Uh, so if I would speak now, then Nikki and I'll come to Lavina because she has to do introduction of herself on the show. Okay. So my response was actually going to be very similar to what Madam Solafi had mentioned. So there's so many roles in technology that you can do that don't that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to code. But what I'll just mention some of those roles. For example, there's product management. So if you're somebody that has ever worked as a brand manager, I think product management would be quite interesting for you or something. If you've worked in marketing, I think that product management would be quite interesting for you because you're communicating or standing in the middle of technology and the business, basically transmitting information in a way to the people who are coding to make sure that it's in line with what your users want and how and how you want your product to actually involve. So there's also UI UX. So if you're somebody like as a graphic designer or just has a flair for things looking good, you can you can start with UI UX. So basically that's the person who designs the front face of what the um, technology platform looks like, whether it's a mobile app or whether it's a web platform. You know, like she mentioned, there are other things like data analysts, um, journalists that work in tech. So like companies like Tech About, Tech Points that are based here in Nigeria, they actually offer very good career opportunities for people who want to, you know, get into that industry and actually work for the tech industry. So there's so many things that you can do as a woman. But in addition to that, it's important for you to build a fantastic network. And one of the ways that you can do that is to join communities. So it would help you navigate some of the issues that you would face on your journey into the tech world. Seek uh, mentors. So 
and so if you're as you're seeking a mentor it's important for you to also be a person of value so don't just go and just see how you can take 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 grab 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 just look for people who align with your values and see how you can also add your value to them and adding value to them can even be something as simple as helping them out with their social media you know some people don't don't have a flair for social media they don't know how to create reels if you want a mentor and you see that the mentor maybe is lacking in that way and you think it's something that would be good for the person maybe personal brand for example you can actually help in that way you know for me one of the ways i've been able to add value to one of my mentors was even her child so she needed the somewhere where her child could do an internship and i was like oh yeah you can join us and you know, do an internship with us so there's just different ways that you can add value and ways that you can build very good relationships with people um, that can help you on your own career journey also be somebody who is willing to re- feedback which is very very key there's so many things that you do that on this journey that can be an epic fail but it doesn't matter you know well if you fail you get up and try again but it's better for you to you know get that feedback so that you know you use it to better yourself not just go again and make the same mistake again yes so i'd also set personal goals for yourself if you want to learn if you want to join the technology space or have a career in technology don't just sit down and, and think it's going to fall on you or don't just go and you can start applying for roles but you need to take steps to ensure that you're actually skilled enough to do that role so i'll give an example if you want to work in product management don't just think anybody's going to hand over a product management role to you seek out companies that probably need those um, roles and tell them you don't even have to pay me i just want to come and learn i want to work under your product manager and see how you can learn and if you're a person of integrity you know they'll most likely give you that opportunity and that can even be the step in stone that you need for you know your career so those are some of the tips i have for a young woman who wants to transition into the tech industry all right i heard from you network uh, use your network also mentorship internship getting feedback and of course offering to help or to work i would come back to that because there's a lot of you know it's a bit tricky around there if we're looking at africa and of course the work-based force and how people have been moving lately demanding for four-day week and some people also saying they can't work for free so i would still come back to mentorship and internship journey but right now nikki do you have more to add to this Yes, definitely. You know, I, I, I like to think of, you know, as a person, if you compare yourself to a business and if you think there's so much competition. So if I, I just think in terms of youth unemployment is it, so rife, you know, what is going to make you stand out? We're living in this fourth industrial revolution. And I, I almost feel like if women don't adapt, you are into this tech space almost think of you as not being able to survive, right? We're in this world of survival of the fittest. And so if you think of yourself as a business, you know, what is my brand? What is going to make me unique? Think about the fact that knowledge is power, you know, and, and for me, if there's one key takeaway, it's it's what the other speakers have mentioned about skilling oneself. Because if you skill up yourself, become an expert on a topic, once you immerse yourself in that particular topic, it doesn't feel so overwhelming that you're now in this tech world, you know? So let's say that artificial intelligence is something that excites you and that you're passionate about. You build your skills in that field, you join communities that you can be part of, identify a female role model, Um, or mentor that can help you grow in that area. And so the more you invest in yourself, building your brand, building your reputation, you will almost become that, let's say, entity that is building, in a sense, this competitive advantage, you know. So I would just say, don't be afraid of tech. It might be new. It might seem complicated. But you know what? By virtue of the fact of being women, we're used to working in complicated areas. We're used to working with complex family issues. So I would just say be bold, be brave, don't be afraid, but really focus on investing in yourself so that you can start standing out of the crowd. 
All right, well said, Nikki. Loving now, you like to take it off from there. Uh, we're talking about some of the challenges that women face in getting into tech and, of course, moving through their career. Yeah, thanks so much for that. And I think it's awesome contributions by all the panelists. I would probably tackle it more from a management perspective and a leadership role. So, you know, within that itself, we've probably seen and, you know, heard a lot of, you know, boardroom sort of scare scenarios. Equally so, we've kind of seen and heard, you know, the lack of support uh, that women are given at those levels. And I think the numbers globally kind of speak and scream out for it. Another area is around investments and, you know, as much as you can get immersed into the space, also maybe start, you know, experimenting in terms of getting involved on the investor side, on delving into different application areas, maybe the research end of things. Policy has become quite a big sort of area as well. And yeah, I mean, uh, again, I think it's, you know, just the love and the curiosity for technology. Uh, should allow us to just be carried. And, you know, the conversation for women uh, somewhat aren't only just functioned or based around the whole gender gap, but it's also an economic gap. And, you know, that has its own ramifications and its own uh, sort of centering across the sort of continent. And we know that largely uh, most females sort of run their households from an Africa context. We know that community is pretty much the centerfold of how we need to approach or deal with things. So, you know, equally within companies, whether you're a fresh startup or whether you're a well-established corporate, you know, make room for different types of policies. So, for example, an extended maternity leave policy, family leave. There's uh, some startups that are actually going into the whole menstrual cycle leave. So there's different variations of things that one could look at in terms of becoming a lot more supportive to fellow, you know, females in the space itself. And, you know, again, a lot can be done and a lot can be said. Thank you for your contribution. Even though we didn't get an introduction of Lavina, please, can you give us a quick introduction? Thanks so much. Uh, So I'm Lavina, known as the AI mom. And my sort of background has been uh, in technology for over 25 odd years. And yeah, seen as one of the uh, experts or thought leaders on the continent. Okay. Thank you for joining us, Lavina. From everyone, I could actually just quickly run through what you said. Um, Shalakba mentioned something around networking, loans, availability, and of course, Fedaya contributed saying uh, mentorship, internship, getting feedback, and Nikki also saying looking into adaptation for skill, like upskilling, and of course, branding, seeing yourself as a business, and talking about the virtue of a woman, which I'm going to come back to pretty soon. And Lavina also shared building curiosity and of course looking into boardrooms and management situation around the office and of course investment opportunity and of course looking into research policies all of this we're going to touch on in this few minutes we get to spend together but first i'd like us to go back to what nikki said around the virtue of a woman because most people they employ women but they usually ask so why do i need to employ a woman Or why do I need a woman in my business? So if there is a skill or a special ability that you all can each share with me that makes uh, a woman's position very, very crucial and necessary in the workplace or in building businesses. I was saying that we currently have two genders in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Women and men. And we're building different solutions and people who are using it are both women and men. So if we have only one gender making decision, then obviously they're not going to consider the other gender, not because they're wicked or anything, but the honest truth is that sometimes they don't feel what we feel. So they don't have, they don't have to have kids by themselves. Like they don't have to actually carry the pregnancy for nine months. So they don't necessarily understand why, you know, women should get so, so, and so. So, and there are just different reasons why it's why it's important for you to have women at the table making those decisions so that everybody can be considered, so that every aspect can be looked into. If you look at countries where 
women even took the lead for example when when we had the pandemic the countries where women took the lead actually did better than the countries where you know women didn't necessarily have a voice so it's been proven at different levels different times even with lending that you know women you know pay back women sometimes a lot of the times are very good decision makers when you look at companies even in nigeria a company like here's holdings where they have a lot of women at C-suite level, you know, when you look at the numbers, they are doing well. So it's, it's been proven time and time again that it's important that women are at the helms of affairs so that when decisions are being made, you know, all all aspects that are nobody, you know, is left behind. So that's the importance of having women being at the table. The benefits of representation cannot be overemphasized. So women just have to be there and it's important for them to be skilled women. So I'm not one of those people that would say, oh, because it's a woman, give, give her that opportunity. No, it's important for the woman to also be skilled, which is why, you know, we're doing all we can in terms of like mentoring, mentoring, you know, the next generation, ensuring that they are going to school and they're not relegated to, to the back and all that. So that when as they get older in their careers and they have mentors and other women to look up to, they can make you know, some of the important decisions that are needed to take themselves, their businesses, all the country to the next level. Well said, Ifet. Thank you so much. Um, Lavina? Yeah, I think, you know, you have, uh, or you've asked such a cool question. What is that one key attribute from a woman, right? And I think for me, it, it really resonates around empathy. You know, we have the ability to really process emotions on a different level compared to males. And that's something that is used advantageously. There's been lots of studies done in the space around empathy, leadership, and, you know, what is the difference between males and females? Where are their strengths? Where are their weaknesses? You know, from a scientific perspective. But overall, I think, you know, the ability to resonate and to understand where everyone is coming from. As Nikki kind of mentioned, we have the ability to then take all of that, as complex as it is, and then, you know, process it in such a way where everyone walks out with the least amount of impact because we do that in our family environments, we do that in our friends' environments and naturally so in, in, in a work environment as well. All right. Shalakwe, do you want to contribute to that? I absolutely do and I really agree with what has been said earlier and I was going to take off from a, a point Lavinia had made earlier actually around what women can also do to make uh, create a more conducive environment. Just as Sheryl Sandberg said in her book in Lenin, people sometimes they're not doing it because they're they're evil. They're doing it because they're not they've never walked in those shoes. Uh, and so they don't think of the things. So she, for example, she talked about when she was pregnant and it was so far for her to park and she mentioned oh you should have maternity parking you know, in front of the building and they were like, oh, we've never thought about that because they're never going to be pregnant, right? So they won't understand what it's like to have to slog by with your big stomach and your swollen feet. Similarly, one of the startups I was so, so proud of being part of was a startup in the UK called Moms in Tech. Uh, it was founded by uh, June Angelides. She's actually received an MBE from the UK government for the work she did enabling women. But she used to work for a tech bank and then she got pregnant. She had a one-year maternity leave, which is also great. And so she figured, oh, I'd love to learn to build an app. And she couldn't find anywhere where she could learn to build an app and take her baby. She was a young mother. She didn't have any support system apart from her husband in the UK. So she needed someone she could take her baby. And then she was like, well, why can't I have someone where I can take my baby? I'm sure there are other women who also want to use this time to learn. And so she created a platform called Moms in Tech. And she reached out to great companies that started up supporting them and would give them their boardroom space and pay for, you know, for minders to help take care of the babies. And she created this really, really unique you know, boot camp for women so for new moms to learn, and of course anyone else who wants to join is welcome, to learn in an environment where they can be there with their babies, their minders to help them, their areas for changing, their play areas for the kids. And it just became a huge thing. So June takes her kids everywhere that she goes, including, you know, I think she probably even took them to turn down in when she went to get her MBE. She did all her work with her kids for the first three, four years. Of course, she quit and then just did Moms in Tech for a while and then has gone now into venture capital. But really, it's up to us to create those environments. And it's not always very easy because you, you do what you're used to. It takes us to sometimes look up and say, hey, should something be different? And if it should be different, what can it be and what can I do about it? And so instead of her building an app, she ended up building you know, a company that was helping other women fulfill their tech dreams. But she found that's where her strengths and her passion actually really lay. So sometimes it's about us also changing the environment, bringing things that didn't exist. So for example, 
I think we should have female-only coding academies and tech schools because the traditional environment is still mostly male-denominated and it's great to be able to learn. But I think sometimes men and women may learn differently. So men may learn, tend to learn, I feel, men are more up for competitions. And, you know, whether it's pointless or there's a, some, a reason at the end of it, men are really great in competitive environments. Women are extremely good at collaborations. When you feel you're solving a problem, not even necessarily collaborations, they're more collaborative, I think, I find, but also we're more motivated by solving a problem. So creating something that actually solves a problem as opposed to creating something for the sake of itself. So shouldn't we be setting up environments where we have more women, they're not feeling daunted, they're not feeling overwhelmed by that extremely high testosterone competitive environment, and they're just creating around solutions. And so there are many thoughts around how we ourselves can start to think about our environment, question what we're seeing, and create what we want to see so that we can get more women in the game. That's it, Salakmi. Thank you so much for that. I'm sure more women would have to have introspection and see where they can leverage their strength now with that few stories you've shared with us. Nikki, would like to take your contribution on why we need more women in the tech space. You know, not to contradict what Salepi has just said, but I feel quite strongly about the fact that when we talk about gender equity, it's really important for us to show that it's not one gender at the expense of the other. You know, and so often when we are involved in these women development and support and empowerment programs, Definitely, you know, there's a deficit, there's a gap we're trying to fill. But I think it's really important for us to to make men aware that it's not about women at the expense of men, for instance. And why we are trying to promote this is so that we can help them understand how important it is to embrace diversity. You know, in South Africa in particular, we have multicultures, multi-races, And by just embracing diversity, you start realizing the richness of the output you eventually have. You know, so if you're sitting at a boardroom, if you have these diverse views, if you harness that collective genius in the room, the outputs that you're trying to achieve are just so much richer, you know. Um, And like we were saying, women bring a very unique perspective to the table. We think holistically. We think often, you know, what is almost like the the system's view of things. You know, we're not just thinking maybe hardcore tech. We're thinking about the soft skills and all of the other issues that a person might face. You know, so we're not just focusing just on tech. We're focusing on the person as a whole. You know, even in product development or technology development, It's about how do we bring holistic thinking? How do we embrace diverse views, diverse perspectives? And I think the sooner we all start realizing that, you know, when we have this sort of equitable boardroom table that we can sit around, there is just so much richness that everybody can benefit from. It's it's a mutually beneficial outcome that eventually emerges, you know? But it's, it's just... For me, I almost feel like a lot of awareness, whilst we're focusing on women, we need to create a lot more awareness amongst our male counterparts that it's not at their expense, but it's about the richness, the holistic views, the different perspectives and the value that women bring to the table. And by, you know, not being conscious of this, you're actually doing society such a big disservice. Thank you so much for that, Nikki. So uh, we're going to move on to the main conversation because we just had to set the tone for people listening so they know the reason why it's necessary to have women in that boardroom, to have women sitting in that role in making certain decisions. Because like I read in a book that said, we are all a sum total of our environment and of course our history. As a woman, we come from diverse home and races and of course tribes so bringing that to the workplace i think is very crucial and essential but one thing about getting into tech is once you've broken into tech it becomes like oh i'm here now so what do i do this is going to take me to the next question for those who just maybe switch 
into career or girls who are looking to take up the career roles or people who are just starting and still finding their way or navigating the ground. So what are the goals that they should set in advancing their career or trying to scale up their career? Nikki, you can go first since uh, you had the last word. Okay, great. Thank you. You know, if, if I think of the strengths that women have, I think it's really important for us to play to our strengths. And one of the things that I think about is we can often, we're not afraid to show vulnerability. And if you are in an environment that you're just entering into, don't be afraid to ask questions, to be inquisitive, to create opportunities for yourself, for instance, to shadow someone or ask to be an observer in a meeting or participate in a learnership or a job shadowing opportunity. And so, you know, my advice would be, if you're entering into this new space, it's tech, it can be overwhelming. I would say, you know, don't pretend that you know it all. Be hungry, be inquisitive. And one of the things, you know, I also feel is we want to move away from this welfare mentality you know again i'm speaking from my perspective as women i mean i would demand an equal place at the table you know i would be bold if i feel like i'm not confident how do i understand what my weaknesses are and try to find ways to correct those weaknesses you know And, and like i say by being hungry being inquisitive have that fire in the belly that shows, you know what, I'm not here for a handout. I'm not here for you to feel sorry for me or to give me extra special treatment because I I am deserving of an equal place at a particular platform. But I'm also willing to put in the effort, you know, if I need to, to do some extra reading so I'm not left behind in terms of the conversation. If I want to be able to network and Uh, join other communities. I shouldn't be afraid to ask my supervisor or my boss. And, you know, if you have a positive attitude, a positive outlook, there you will definitely get doors that close. You will definitely get responses that say no. You will definitely get responses that make you feel like you're not good enough and maybe you're not worthy or deserving of a particular opportunity. But don't that positive mindset, positive attitude, you know, being willing to also put in the hard yards, for me, almost helps you create a path for success. So I'll just move to Fedayo, if you can take some insights on setting goals for women or girls who look to advance their career in tech. So I think everything um, Nikki has said, you know, is in line with what I would have said. Okay. So basically just coming up with smart goals. So what do you want to do and work towards it? For example, and I, it's part of also what I mentioned before, if you want to become a product manager, you go and do a course in product management and see how you can intern and get actual work experience. Because what you think you are interested in, you might actually not be interested in actually um, doing it as a job. So it's important for you to get the proper like um, certification because it will give you better opportunity as opposed to somebody who didn't have like a particular qualification and this qualification does not mean you have to go to proper school there's so many like free courses that you can do like madame shalakwe mentioned she said there is udemy there's coursera there also there's product dive in nigeria here where they have like live sessions on product management so they do like trainings actual structured trainings that um, spans over a couple of weeks where you can actually get actual knowledge you know for that particular course so it's important for you to not just be a dreamer and a, a just a goal setter just another goal setter you're actually somebody who is going to you know work towards your goals and like i mentioned before you can't do it by yourself it's important for you to reach out to people join communities because it's very very difficult or it can be difficult navigating you know this space alone and let's be honest like when you come into tech or my own experience in the tech industry you realize that there clicks so people 
who are like the egg boss in the tech industry. So the likes of Okwe was one of the founders of Jobberman. I think he's also affiliated with Google Host. So people like that, people like E, you know, they have their, their own thing and they actually mentor, you know, the younger generation. There's also the likes of the fintechs, you know, the likes of um, the founders of Kuda Bank, Piggyverse, who started in tech like five years ago. So there are definitely clicks and all of that, but it's important for you to see how, you know, you can add value and be, be humble in yourself so that, and teachable so that if, you know, you need help, when somebody is actually trying to help you, you don't look at it as if, um, what's this person feeling like? So be, be open to, you know, receiving knowledge. Yeah, there are non-tech roles, that you can do um, from where you are. You don't necessarily need to start learning Java and you know all the coding terminologies, but start from where you are and see how you know you can continue to improve on yourself and add value where you find yourself. All Thank right. you. Thank you, Fedayo. Shiva, could you want to say something? Because of time constraint, I wanted to split my question so we get like two people answering the same question and two other people answering another question. So do you want to contribute to that before I decide to start splitting? Yes, yes, just a quick contribution. To, yeah. I love that Efe talked about the people that you need to help you be able to achieve those goals that you're setting. And I think there are three categories of people that you need. You need your mentors, you need the person who's, who can guide you, who's a senior person, and as if I mentioned, the cabals and clicks but find someone who has had a career that's similar to what you're trying to build or it may even be in a completely different field but if you're in a new space and you're trying to find your footing it'll be good to find at least one in that sector and listen to them and learn from them your career doesn't have to go the exact same way that theirs did but they're always lessons that you can learn the second person you need is your peer I found, so when I was in university, we had a group, we studied together and normally then it was very difficult. Every other year, maybe someone would get a first class or two people would get a two one, but we studied together and learned together. And that year, they, three of us got first classes or three got first classes and 21 got two one, second class offers. So if, when you move together, it, it tends to be extremely good for all of you. You're learning and you're creating deliverables and results at, at, and achieving your goals at a much faster speed and a, a much higher rate than if everyone's trying to go on their own. So finding peers that you can collaborate with, learn with, do peer reviews with is extremely useful. And then the third is a champion. Someone who's going to be in those rooms where you are not and they're having those conversations that you don't even know they're having. That's the person that will recommend you and say, hey, there's this woman down here. She hasn't gotten to, you know, no one, you people may not know you, but you have that champion who will make that case for you in the room. I remember the former Emmy of, of Kano, Central Bank Governor, my, one of my all-time loves, his eminence, Sami Salamido, mentioning that when he was in CBN, he wanted, he was saying, why don't we have women in certain kinds of roles? And then a woman sent him a message and said, look at this deputy director and look at that other person. And he found out they had so many women, talented women, intellectual women who'd done great things but just weren't being brought to the fore. So have a champion who's going to be in those rooms that you're not to help you fight those battles, to help bring you up um, when there's the opportunity that could change um, your trajectory. Absolutely. I love that because sometimes I believe that success is transferable. I mean, if you move with champions, you'd also become a champion yourself. Lavina, do you have something to contribute so I can decide to now split my questions? No, I think the ladies did a brilliant job covering it. So, all good. <laughs> all good. Okay, so um, we've been talking about career advancement and I've heard networking. I've heard having support and putting yourself in rooms. This comes with responsibility. I mean, if you want to go forward, it means taking up more responsibility, higher earnings and doing more meetings. Notwithstanding, as a woman, you still have your family duties and roles that you would be performing, like picking up the kids, I mean, cooking dinner and trying to make sure everyone is good in the family. This can actually lead to burnout while trying to pursue success in the career. So how do you as a woman manage, let's come from personal situation right now, how do you manage not getting overwhelmed and burnout? out? If I you want to go hmm. with this question. <laughs> I'll go first. Yeah. I'm happy to actually even go first because I actually went from, you know, a nine to five job that was non-tech mm -hmm. to now in the tech industry. And so what I would even like to first point out that it's, it's, I think it's a lot easier to even have a more balanced life 
in tech because a lot of roles are you can actually have the hybrid roles or fully remote roles so that's the first thing secondly avoiding burnout like having that work-life balance and avoiding burnout are even two different conversations yes, but are. with work i'll start with that like being able to navigate and having time to do everything can only happen when you build out that structure around you so some of the things i was able to do was i created like a strong solid network at home so that whether i'm there or not things work so for example i have a lesson teacher that helps that comes to my house every day and i make sure it was every day so that i'm not missing out on assignments and things like that so i make sure that i have the lesson teacher that comes i make sure that i have i like even if i'm not available to pick my kids up from school the driver and the nanny can go and pick up the kids from school so having that structure in the house you know makes it a lot easier for me and when you have those people at home it's one for you to treat them well because a lot of people have they'll say okay i create a structure but they're not, they're not treating these people well if you don't treat them well how do you expect them to help you navigate through life sometimes even if i don't give my nanny money to get a particular thing she can use her money and then when she comes back she told me oh madam i used my money for this so blah blah and i'll give her the money back so it's important for you to have that you know structure at home and look at how other women around you have been able to navigate their homes because i see homes that have two bankers husband and wife both of them are bankers but they still have fantastic children with good manners and all that so there is a way that you can navigate through life without thinking that you have to do everything by yourself always delegate delegate at work and delegate at home as well it's important for you to be able to do that if not things will be a lot difficult more difficult for you to achieve you wouldn't be able to travel at will if you need to travel let's say you want to go and do a fundraise let's say you need to go and pitch your business let's say you're in the middle of a meeting and you cannot get up to that meeting even with your children in school that would need to lead to things that are left for the kids and stuff like that so let's say you're somebody that doesn't have kids it might lead to you even leaving some certain responsibilities that you're not necessarily meant to just leave to bear so it's important for you to have that um, structure at home that can help you with having tech burnouts because it actually happens you know some of the things that you can do to navigate that is to create boundaries so you don't have to be everywhere at the same time you don't have to speak to everybody you don't have to attend every speaking engagement or every networking activity you need to create those boundaries so that you can actually help your mind there was a time that in my life where i was working 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 i was speaking everywhere i couldn't say no i couldn't you know just take out time for myself mm-hmm. at some points i just had to say you know what these are the kind of speaking engagements i'm going to take on and these are some i'm not going to take on and if speaking engagements fall on a certain day i'm not going to take it because of you know certain reasons i want to be able to focus on my work i want to be able to do this or that so just create those boundaries and you see that they would help you in in certain things and create those boundaries in a way that you also don't hurt you know other people as well because the truth is you also need people also another thing that you can do is to take regular breaks to refresh your mind so everything is not all about work so on a tuesday evening i can decide to say i want to go to the beach to just go and relax my mind just you know deal with nature just just get my mind in a place where i'm happy i'm excited and i'm refreshed you know for the next day so everything doesn't have to be oh it's only on my birthday before i enjoy myself before i do things that i'm happy about so just take regular breaks to refresh yourself refresh your mind practice self-care you know go to the spa get regular mm-hmm. massages i love massages so that's something i do at twice a month mm-hmm. and i see how how relaxing it is you know for me and that really helps me i prioritize my activities so what i do to prevents me from just being too scattered and me thinking i have too many things to do at the same time i work with my calendar i don't let anything overwhelm me i'm not confused about where i'm supposed to be i i work with my calendar and i try not to do things outside of my calendar except i have the time so i just make sure that everything is posted in my calendar and i just every morning i go look at my calendar what am i supposed to do today bam 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 and i and i work with that so it keeps me in check and at the end of the day i can go back and see if i was able to achieve everything i was able to do that day and you see once you start doing this often it gives you that boost it gives you that energy of all that sense of fulfillment mm. that you were able to actually do what you had planned to do so i heard um, scheduling and delegation and also having boundaries cutting time for work and when you're not available also and of course self care which is quite important for us as women to take good care of ourselves and relax our mind lavina i think we can get from you what you do to manage burnout 
and how you avoid it if possible. Yeah, I think we've all sort of undergone some form of different cycles, right, within the workplace as females. Whether it's coming from, you know, the imposter syndrome to self-doubt syndrome to physically being, you know, not present. And I think the best thing that I've learned over the years is to really try and bring yourself uh, to just being you. And I know that that sounds probably cliche, but there's a lot to actually unpack in that. By just being you and just being present, I think you tend to deal with a lot more and you kind of really eliminate the emotional uh, drain that, that we may sometimes carry or feel. Being you is something that you almost need to grow into as a female and equally so men. And we need to allow each other the space to be able to do that. So, you know, sometimes it could take years, sometimes it could take a matter of nanoseconds, you know, and that's for me just speaking a lot of volume um, you know with that I think it allows you the ability to really show up it allows you the ability to speak up and it allows you the ability to support up and for me those are the kind of three areas for years I've always baselined my sort of contributions back to anyone around right so supporting could be supporting yourself supporting upward or downward it you know speaking up it speaking for yourself it's speaking for you know upper management speaking for you know colleagues whatever the case may be and you know showing up showing up for yourself showing up for for others in that space equally so those three are like probably the most tangible things that one can do and uh, you know the the power of actually saying no is something that I learned you know it was a difficult lesson and I'm sure all the females here would would tend to agree with but that ability to actually say no is super priceless yeah so for me those are the kind of three Thank you so much for that. You mentioned imposter syndrome. So I'm going to add this to the next question for Nikki and uh, Shalakbe. Uh, I know we've talked about taking up responsibility just because we want to advance our careers. And of course, we're learning how to draw the line. But do we, as women, do we believe that there is a term called work-life balance? If we can actually get that while we're still pursuing a career or trying to scale our career forward? And also, how do we manage imposter syndrome that stops us from taking up roles or going higher the ladder? So those are the questions for Nikki and Shlakmi. Thank you. You know, for me, a very, I suppose, useful characteristic or a habit to build is just good discipline. And I find that, you know, if you're disciplined about the fact that your life consists of so many different components, it consists of work, it consists of home, it consists of religion, it consists of hobbies, etc. And you almost have to dissect yourself a little bit and be conscious about, you know, the speaker spoke about good planning, you know, putting in structure, being organized and I just find that work-life balance can come from just good planning if you're disciplined about the fact that you know you have set aside this to work from eight to five so when you get home you actually don't want to open up your laptop and I know with many women we can easily become workaholics like was mentioned it's hard to say no you know you want to take on more things because it's important to you and you're passionate about it but if you realize that if you step out of you know the, what you've planned and how you dissected yourself you're actually impacting something else you know something is going to suffer uh, if you're taking on more work it's at the expense of fun and family or if you're taking on too much family and fun it's at, it's at the expense of work and so if you're just disciplined about your approach uh, and if you're conscious about how you plan your life mm. um, it's easier to then manage the work-life balance I, I know in reality it's harder <laughs> uh, done you know easier said than done um, but if you if you hold yourself accountable you know and if you say well actually I'm straying away from my plan or now I'm being a little bit naughty and you know I said I'm going to close my laptop at a particular time I should do that you know and and set yourself 
you know, use your cell phone, set yourself little alarms that beep, it's time to go home. It's time to book that massage that uh, Ifeido was talking about. Self-care. Um, so yes, absolutely. You know, and, and one of the other things that I feel is also important mm-hmm. is one of the benefits of the COVID-19 pandemic is that employers have become so much more flexible. Um, what was not condoned before about being able to pick up a child or, you know, you've, you've got family responsibilities. We've learned from the pandemic and lockdown that you can be flexible and that some people might be better at working from 8 to 10 at night than from 2 to 4 when you've got responsibilities for your kids. And so I want to encourage the listeners to, to have the conversations with their employers even being in a leadership or management position in your organization, you can say to your PA or your subordinates, you know what, it's very difficult for me to have a meeting between 8 and 10 in the morning. So I just also think that more open conversations are really fruitful to have with your employer, with your employees, so that everybody understands your personal circumstances as well. And like I say, I think before the pandemic, we were as employers probably not so open to being as flexible, but I think now the environment is really conducive towards this more flexible worker. You know, we we have technology with us all the time, so it doesn't mean you can't go on a holiday and dedicate a particular time to be having virtual meetings, for instance. I know you shouldn't mix holiday and work, but what I'm saying is it doesn't mean that you have to sit at your desk in your office to still be productive. Okay. Thank you very much for that contribution. Shalakwe, do you want to speak on imposter syndrome and how to handle it? Oh, goodness, imposter syndrome. Uh, <laughs> wonderful. So I think for the... <laughs> And I think all of us in the room, I mean, but, uh, and I think particularly women, but I think for me, maybe three things. One, again, those champions, you need the people that are going to just be telling you how fantastic you are. They're the best things since sliced bread. You and they're just there sharing you on and and telling you how amazing you are. You need that. You need that. You also need to also be a champion of yourself, you know, fake it. So you make it is real. Just keep reminding yourself why you're in the room and the fact that so many other people didn't get in the room, but you did and that you really are amazing. And then just as much as possible, I think someone had said earlier about asking questions early, just be, don't be afraid to look dumb. You're already in the room. You're not there on trial, right? Mm. Even if they think you're dumb at the beginning, they'll find out later that you're not. And then, yeah, as soon as you sit down, I find just be ready to bring your own authenticity. I'm never going to be the same as anybody. I'm very troublesome and that's fine. But embrace who you are. And even if it's different from what everyone else is, it's perfectly fine. I remember I used to work for a consulting firm and they'd be dressed to, you know, you wear a shirt like this and this. And I just, I, I didn't like shirts, so I would wear a black a black sweater under my jacket. I guess I was preparing for the world, right? Without the jacket. <laughs> and then it made me start to the dress code. But guess what? I changed that dress code in the process. So, yeah, to make um, it fashion be for you. <laughs> you as well. Yeah, so you have to make it work for you, right? So you put it in my hand, big mistake. I changed things around, so... Be authentically you, have champions that champion you and champion yourself and you'll be fine. Fake it till you make it, you'll make it. Oh, good. Uh, it's what you said, make it till you make it. <laughs> That's actually a good one that people get a little bit twisted. So I'm going to take the conversation back to what you mentioned around loans, getting loans, because now venture capitalists are looking to invest into the African tech economy. And of course, uh, looking at what Lagos State is also doing, making available loans for people want to scale up their businesses and start up what do you think should be in the pitch deck the right essentials that should be in the pitch deck when submitting requests for loans Fantastic. Oh, well, if you're submitting requests for loans, you just have to meet their requirements. You're not trying to persuade them to give you money. They have requirements. With loans, you have to meet their requirements. With equity, you have to show them that you're aligned. You don't have to persuade them to invest in you. But with loans, they have terms. And once you meet those terms, you'll get the loans. But in terms of what should be in the pitch there, so first of all, have a real authentic story 
for your kind of real authentic product sometimes that can take over but really it's about the people behind it and the why this is the problem we're solving this is why we're the ones to solve that problem and that may sound a little bit woolly but that's really what it is because when they see you they see your journey they understand why you're so passionate about this thing why you know that it would work because you have evidence of why it works you might be the target demographic and if you can show them why there's so many millions or billions of you out there then it makes it a little easier it makes it more easy for them to be able to invest in you for the loans for lagos so hi i'm very happy to say we have them for different categories so, so for the msme for small and medium-sized businesses and even micro businesses we have um, low interest loans um, no collateral required um, they again have forms that you will sell but essentially you just have to be a homeowner or a uh, a business owner in Lagos, operating in Lagos, because it's a Lagos state loan, so it's a Lagos state people. We've kept it a lot more simple than you would find in an average financial institution. But for startups, we also have grants, not even just loans, not of loans, but free money. We have grants that are available for people doing science, technology, and you know, other engineering and math. As a woman in Africa and also having to push her economy, I'm sure you've had to pitch at some points for VCs and for people who are looking to invest into her economy. You can take up that conversation. Meanwhile, I would have to request for another time for this conversation with Shalakwe. I have to get this conversation, especially the the Lagos State loan. So but if I, you okay. can take up the Okay, so with regards to pitching for investment, I'll always tell people to just have your pitch deck and your data room, ensure that everything is in your pitch deck. So from the reason why you start business to your value value proposition, to your revenue model, to so which is literally how you make money, to the traction you've done so far. So if you're already generating you need to mention it how long have you been in the in the industry how much have you raised so far who are your customers where are they you know you need to have all that information who's your team so in fact yesterday i was speaking to someone and you know as i was talking i just i only spoke about what we've done and the impact and things like that and eventually he just asked me he just said I, I mentioned in passing that, oh, I used to manage a, a fund when I used to work in Nigerian Breeze. I managed like millions of dollars. And he was like, why didn't you say that before? Because that would have given me more credibility in what I was saying that it's me that can actually build that bank to, for women. So it's not like they don't believe that a bank for women is necessary. But he was like, why is it you that, you know, is that can that can run this? So it's all about your background, what you've learned, the mentors or people who are guiding you, your board, your own experiences. You know, I, I didn't even mention that I had done a fintech course in Oxford. So those those things also help you and help you build your credibility. In addition to raising money, so don't only look at VCs and individuals. Also look at how you can also crowdfund. So the way we raise money in our first round, in addition to the VCs and individuals that raised from, we also crowdfunded from our community, which is why building a community is very, very important. So people who already believe in your products, who are already your customers, who are already using the products or service that you're already offering, don't be scared to speak to them to see if they're interested in investing in your business. Because what more credibility do you want than for when your customers actually invest in what you're building? So I think that it's important for you to be able to bring, you know, different perspectives and create your own table if a table is not given to you as a woman. All right. Thank you so much for that. Uh, that's really good to know because most people believe that, oh, I have to get the VC. I have to get uh, individuals to support and grow business. So we're getting messages from Shalakwe on the loans. The lsetf.ng, they provide low interest loans, vouchers for startup to work free at hubs and at lasric.gov.ng, they provide grants for startups and researchers up to 5 million naira for both the loans and the grants. LASRIC is also launching a catalyst fund for pre-seed startups. I think this information is really good. I will definitely get my team to put it up on our social media platform. So we're going to wrap up this conversation real quick by giving advice to different set of women so each person would definitely be advising 
different groups. For Nikki, I'd like you to give advice to women who their career has gone to the left and they're trying to make it back right on track. And also for Lavina, we're looking at graduates and those seeking to maximize their gap year and develop industry-ready skills. So you'd be advising those people. And for Ife, you'd be advising those people switching careers to tech and Shalakwe for those building a startup businesses or growing tech-based companies in Africa. Nikki, you have the floor. Thank you. You know, so I, I would say try to analyze why you are in this current situation. You know, there could be a number of reasons. Are you working in a toxic environment? Are you feeling like you're stuck? Are you feeling like you're not being seen and heard? Are you perhaps working in a space where you're not feeling challenged enough? You know, so really drill down to the root cause of why you feel you're in the space, you're not progressing. And once you get to that root cause, you can then try to create solutions for yourself. You know, if you're working in a toxic environment, well, maybe you do need to actually look for a different organization that's going to value you and your skills and, and what you have to bring to the organization. Are you stuck or are you perhaps in a comfort zone because people with better skills are progressing and you are not? Um, and various resources and opportunities were mentioned for how you could actually move into that space. But something to also examine is, you know, are you still passionate about what you're doing? And I like to think that one's career is so finite, you know, and if you are a go-getter and you want to be challenged, you want to be doing, you want to make a meaningful impact as well in, in terms of the work that you're doing, seek other shores, you know, look for other opportunities. In many respects, sometimes we can be our own worst enemies. And so if you just examine some of these issues I've mentioned, maybe you will see the light at the end of the tunnel. So let me stop there. All right. Thank you very much, Nikki. If there... Okay, I'll just say continue to do it afraid. It's important for you. No, nobody knows it all. Mm. And we're all scared, but we're still doing it, right? So it's important for you to just continue to do it afraid. And eventually you'll find yourself and you'll become successful. You'll make mistakes, but just continue to do it afraid. That's my advice to anybody who's trying to switch careers to tech. Thank you very much. Lavina. Yeah, I love this question because it just really speaks to, you know, the ability of being curious and knowing the fact that nobody here ever started off as experts or as being masters in their field. So have that in the back of your mind and just let the curiosity take you and, you know, kind of venture the path or, or map the path for you. Yeah, that's for me. I think it's over and above that. It's probably just have fun with it. A lot of the time, you know, we can be very over inundated with information. We can, you know, a lot of people kind of tell us where we should be. You know, however, our intuition tells us we need to be somewhere else, whatever the case may be. So just allow yourself that space to have fun with all the different areas before you really decide. All right, thank you. Uh, Shilaka, you're, you're advising those building startup businesses and trying to grow their tech-based company in Africa. A marathon, not a sprint. It's going to be quite a journey. It's very interesting that in most of our business plans, we don't have ups and downs. We only have ups, right? But guess what? There will always be ups and downs. So be ready for the journey. Uh, don't be married to your process. Don't think, you know, or, or to your product even. What you may end up doing, the value you may end up bringing to the world may be very different from where you started. But be focused on the problem that you want to solve. And don't be afraid to pivot, even if that problem ends up being the wrong problem and there's a more important problem. Uh, just focus on the problem and most importantly, be patient and be kind to yourself. You're doing far more than you realize because you tend to discount what you're doing and focus on what you haven't done. But always, always remember to be kind to yourself. You're special, you're phenomenal, and you're going to change the world. Happy International Women's Day. 
Thank you so much. Happy International Women's Day to each and every one of you. We appreciate sharing your time and the words that you've spoken on the show. It's absolutely important to every woman out there. Even to myself, I feel quite inspired today. I feel like going and just doing more, like normal closing for the day. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate Nikki, Ife, Shulakwe and Lavina. Thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Okay, would you, last one, would you like to share your social media handle for those that would like to follow up, maybe for mentorship, for more questions, or people who would want to network? So I'm really terrible. I don't say anything (laughs) on social media, but I do say things through my organization. Okay. So, of course, you can find Impact Hub, Impact Hub Lagos. You can Mm -hmm. get a lot of support and mentorship there. Lagos State SDG and Invest. The office will be we will be there to support you. Lazarus.gov.ng, as I've mentioned, and of course uh, we can send all the media handles out uh, to to the participants uh, after this. Okay, I'm putting up the response you sent to to the group message, so okay, I'm fantastic. putting it up on our social media handles. So maybe we would add the the social media handle to it so they can the links. Up. Yes, I'll send you the link so you can add. We want everyone to come. I mean, we had a 10 billion naira line for female-led businesses. Come and get that money, women. And let's build solutions, real solutions for the country. Okay, Nikki. Nikki, do you want to quickly drop it? Nikki's uh, thank you. So again, my organization as well is at MLab is on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. And myself on Twitter is at Nikki underscore A underscore K. Um, and I'm also on LinkedIn as Nikolai Kubanali. All right, thank you, you so much. Lavina, <laughs> you want to do social media? <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for allowing us to do that. Um, so I represent uh, the African Union. I re- represent a fund of funds called Scale Africa and an international venture capital firm called Avile. So, you know, feel free to reach out to me on any of those or on LinkedIn, it's Lavina-Ramkisun. On Twitter, it's at Lavina underscore RR. And on Instagram, it's just Lavina-Ramkisun, one word. Thank you so much. Ife? Yeah, hi. <laughs> okay, good to have you. You can share your social media handle so people would like okay. to follow. Okay, on Instagram. So it's I-F-E-D-U-R-O. Once you type that, I'm sure you'd find me. On LinkedIn, I'm the same. I think it's Feda. You actually on LinkedIn. Feda goes to me at Twitter has taken down my page. I don't know what's going on, but we have her economy on Twitter. So I think on Twitter it's called her economy by AGS. So you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, and I'm very active on both Instagram and LinkedIn. So I'm happy to hear from you connect yes okay so like us to say happy international women's day from atr or from africa tech radio happy international women's day from africa tech radio can we all say that okay nikki you can go first happy international women's day from africa tech radio thank you shalakwe happy international women's day from africa tech radio thank you lavina Happy International Women's Day from Africa Tech Radio. Oh, thank you. Ife? Happy International Women's Day from Africa Tech Radio. Thank you so much for lending your voice to Africa Tech Radio. We appreciate you and appreciate your time. Happy International Women's Day from Africa Tech Radio. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.